Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Patrick O'Connor, who's a top producing real estate agent in Lexington, South Carolina with Coldwell Banker. Now, Patrick has been selling real estate for only six years and has been the number one team for Coldwell Banker in his area since 2016 to 2019. Now, in 2019, as an individual agent, he did 148 transactions according to Real Trends. And this year, up until July 1st, he sold over 104 properties, even during COVID. Stay tuned to this amazing interview. He's um, done such an amazing job. Super excited to have him on this show. And, and I'm positive you're going to absolutely enjoy this interview. So stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. And welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier, and today I'm super excited to have a very high-producing agent from Lexington, South Carolina, Patrick O'Connor. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I've had a few days off from doing interviews. I feel like I'm, a, I'm on a high spirits. I got my coffee. I'm super excited to have you on the show because you are creating a peak result down there. You're the number one agent in the Southern Carolinas. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. With Cobalt Banker, and mm -hmm. um, Cobalt Banker has quite a presence in the U.S., and we're really excited to have you on the show to figure out what makes you so special. <laughs> well, I'm happy to share. Thank you so much. So, um, I do some research on you, Patrick, and you've had some extraordinary results, specifically over the past, uh, I'd say, four years, 2016 to 2019, you've been the number one agent for Cobalt Banker uh, in that area. Um, your average, I think last year you did uh, almost 140. 100 almost 150 transactions by yourself. Listen, 150 transactions by yourself, that's a big deal. When it's never by yourself. You know, I was an individual until January of this year, but really, you know, I had an assistant and an operations person and a driver and, you know, my lender partner. And so I think of it, I think I was always a team. Um, I just officially launched into a team with other agents in January. So I think you're being humble. Um, very few people can do 148 transactions with an assistant. And um, I mean, we all have lenders, et cetera. So I really want to get into the nuances of your progression into the real estate game. Mm -hmm. um, it's a super competitive marketplace. The majority of our listeners are in the real estate game. We all know there's over one and a half million agents in the US. I'm not sure how many agents are in your particular neck of the woods. But to start and to grow to that level is extraordinary. So maybe we'll start off. But how did you get into the game? So I, I was, my background's in mu music and music education. So I was an educator for 10 years, grew up in Lexington, went to Illinois for school, a little small private school, Illinois Wesleyan, ended up in Chicago, 14 years flew by. And during that time, I got really, I've always been interested in real estate. And I got to a point where education really wasn't doing it for me. So I kind of got off on uh, investing and flipping and doing a little of that and got a taste of it. And then I'd hand properties over to a friend who was an agent and he would sell them. And I'd see that commission. I thought, well, that looks easy. 
And uh, we were looking for a way to get the family back to South Carolina where my parents are, are they're here and I'm from this area. And I, you know, educators are paid very well in the suburbs of Chicago. It's a little different here in South Carolina. I wasn't ready to take a, a pay cut of more than half. Um, and so I said, well, you know, let's try this real estate thing. And, and the six years have gone by and um, yeah, it's been great. I'm glad I did it. So six years, <clears throat> no real prior experience in marketing and, and sales. A little bit on the, you know, my job as a music educator, I was a fine arts director for a school district. So my job was really to market all of the music, art, dance programs, uh, create, you know, websites and events and concerts. And that's, I think of this whole thing is really I'm orchestrating um, and, and conducting a, a transaction, you know, from start to finish. So I feel like I had a little bit, and then the people experience, you know, working with parents and other teachers and students. Um, I, I think real estate is really, if you get down to it, it's easy. It really is easy. You learn the contracts, you know, that's simple. You take care of people, you do the right thing. You, you know, there's a repetition to it. There's, you've got to have a schedule and a focus. And if you do it um, and, and execute, you know, you're going to do well. It, I think it's, it's time consuming, but easy. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So I think a lot of agents get started and they're like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? How many people do I have to speak with? The internet is changing the game in terms of communicating and creating a digital experience for people. So they get to know, like, and trust you over time. And, and so you started in the world of the major internet portals that were capturing attention of the consumer. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, you know, you had the the holy, you had the book that no one else had. You had the info, and now that the info is open, um, are is is that where you drew most of your business from? Was from the online portals, or did you go? Not at all. You you know, I never, I've never paid for online leads, and not to say that I won't go in that direction, but I just, I'm not there now. I always looked at op- how can I pull in opportunities that are not going to cost me money. Um, and I think it comes from my start. So when I started six years ago, I went to my broker and I'm really lucky to have a broker who has been in the business forever, uh, started with a company in town that was, you know, the, the big fish, a local company. And then Caldwell Banker bought us up about three years ago, met four years ago, I guess. And I went to her and I said, what do I do? You know, I'm accustomed to making six figures. I'm not going to not make six figures. Tell me what I need to do. And she said, look, I'll tell you, I tell everybody, but one in a hundred will actually do it. They'll actually do what I say. And I said, well, give it to me. And, and she did. And every morning, you know, up at 4.30 in the morning, one of the first ones in the office and I'll never forget, you know, it was, it was me and the lender I worked with almost exclusively were always the first people in the office. And we were three, four hours before everybody else. And it was just the process of doing what she told me, you know, and I'm not going to give you the laundry list of obvious things to do. But um, and then, you know, five or six o'clock, I'd get home, work a little at night, get up and do it again. And I just kept on pushing until I started getting business. And if you don't mind me asking this question, because this podcast is about trying to understand what's creating a peak result in someone's business and life, specifically on this podcast, real estate, mm-hmm. you, um, so I'm assuming you cold called 
So not really. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I know and I don't want to gloss over this. Okay, Patrick, like you're okay. doing. So even though it may be obvious to you and it may be obvious to some people in the industry, sometimes you got to hit, keep hitting the hammer. Yeah. Right? Over and over and over. There is no magic secret sauce. So would you be open to maybe Absolutely, yeah. opening up to that, that little world a little bit about the daily method of operation um, in the beginning mm-hmm. for Patrick? So when I first started, she said, you know, nobody is, direct mail is the way to go. And I said, well, I don't want to pay money for direct mail. And she said, well, create a newsletter and stuff newspaper boxes. And I thought, well, that's easy enough. And where, you know, where do I go print it? She said, you print it here for free. So I'd get in early in the morning before all the agents showed up and I'd create a newsletter. And on the front, it just said, here's the market stats for your specific neighborhood. So, you know, how, how many are on the market? How many are pending? How many close? Average uh, square foot price, average sales price, maybe a high, low. Whatever I gave them, it was the positive news of the neighborhood on one column. And then I'd feature a home. And at the time, you know, when I first started, I didn't have any listings to feature. Um, So I'd ask somebody in my office, hey, can I feature your listing? They were fine with it. And then on the back, you know, I'd have a column where I kind of advertise myself. And before I could advertise myself, it was I advertise my office. Here's our numbers. Here's our stats. This is how many we've sold. Um, And then as I grew, I would just add more featured properties. So my goal was for people, and I was really detailed about how I did it. So how I folded it was important that my picture was at the bottom of the newsletter. So when they pulled it out, they saw me, saw my name, saw my phone number, and then saw at the top of that was the neighborhood stats. And then they would open it and here's all these featured properties. Um, So I did that for two to three weeks every month, eight to 10 hours a day, driving my my car, running out the brakes, you know, I had to get an oil change every other week while I hired somebody just to stuff these, hang out the window and stuff newspaper boxes. And I did at one time 42 neighborhoods and that it, it got a little much, but my thought was, well, I'm going to be doing it, I'm going to spend every moment of my day doing real any something that will generate business, you know, real estate related things that will generate business, generate production. And about six to eight months in, I started getting list come list me calls and I would show up and they'd have a stack of my newsletters where they were following the market according to, you know, what I was giving them. Then when I got busier, I shifted to paying for direct mail, which is much easier and, and less time consuming. Um, but that was the, of everything I did, I'd say that was probably the biggest, I, you know, and I would have agents in my office who would say, hey, you know, my client of, you know, 20 years called me and said, who's this Patrick O'Connor guy? It looks like he's doing really well. He's really, you know, making a, stirring the market. And that really wasn't the case. I had no business. Um, I was just trying to, to get my name out there. So that's really the big thing. Um, I also did some other things like, you know, I'd put pumpkins out during Halloween with my card attached to them in the neighborhood I was farming. Um, my wife had a great contact with, uh, Contigo mugs and we got, you know, 500 of these Contigo mugs, which are about $20 a piece for almost nothing. And I'd tie my card around and dropped it off in this high end neighborhood. And I still had people talking about that. That was six years ago. Um, 
And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where the, the start was. My next phase would be BNI for me was a huge game changer. Okay. Uh, and I was lucky enough to get in a BNI group about six, seven months into being in real estate. And now that's at 24% of my business last year came from BNI. And I'm in the largest group in the entire nation, 130 members. Wow. Wow. You know, it's, it's interesting where, you know, I entered in a market where I didn't know anyone and I generated business through internet leads and that was 90% of my business. Um, and, um, and I hear you and I'm like, here's a guy who did the work that was necessary, giving the consumer what they actually wanted, not what we want to give them. Yep. It's not yep. just about the piece of real estate that they get to view. It's what is actually happening in the marketplace. Yeah. So if you, if we can go a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. why were you willing to do so much work on faith? Because most people won't execute on it because they don't believe that the activity is going to produce a result. Yeah. So for us, you know, you know, we have three kids now and we were in Chicago. My wife's family's in Taiwan. My family's here. We were done with Chicago, the cold, the, you know, the high taxes, all of that. We're starting to grow a family. And we said, we really want to get close to, to some family. And at that time, we, we weren't uh, going to move to Asia. So when we came down here, it was really, you know, we were okay because we had some investments we sold. And I had some time to get things started. But the time was ticking. You know, I, that first year, I had to launch the business. And then I've got, you know, a, a young girl and a little baby boy and hopefully you know now we have a third that's four but i i looked at it as i've got to do this for my family um another move that we we made that i think was significant that's worth mentioning is when we came down you know we moved from chicago to south carolina we said oh you know 40 bucks and we're going to get this big beautiful house because everything's cheaper here well, we made the decision and it was the right decision to spend more than we thought we should with me just starting out in the business. And we got into a high-end neighborhood, probably the leading high-end neighborhood it is. I mean, they have more sales over a half a million dollars than anywhere else within 50 miles. And we bought that neighborhood. Well, that's, I, you know, I control that neighborhood. And even though we don't live there anymore, I still control a huge part of uh, the sales, the resales in that neighborhood. Um, and I really, I think I built my business in there just every time I got a listing, advertising the listing, advertising the pending and the closed and following it up with the pumpkins and the mugs and meeting people and taking care of them and, and building a great reputation. You were willing to do the work that, mo that everyone else was not willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Really what it comes down to. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. thing that that was going to produce a result um, That's when, the hard part is trusting that it will work. And we just saw that when March 16th, when COVID changed everything for us. I remember that morning I woke up and I went to my office and I said, okay, I've got to come up with a plan. I just launched a team. Business was better than ever. And it, the same thing, what am I going to do? How am I going to shift and pivot to make sure that I'm still successful? And you know, it, there's been so much positive that's come out of this shift for my business and for real estate in our area, but it took a lot of work. I mean, I've, I've worked harder this last three months than I've ever worked in my life. Um, just changing and, and then getting my team to, to change. 
I took a look at some of the stuff you have on YouTube now and you um, seem to starting to double down on doing uh, a vlog and, and getting involved um, through video in your life. And um, um, the graphics are fantastic, by the way. I think you're doing a really good job branding it. Um, do you see yourself doing more and more and more in the video space? Yeah. yeah. So I, the creative videos, you know, I do a couple uh, different kind of the standard property tour videos yeah. Uh, the creative stuff, which I love, that kind of pulls from my creative background. Um, just shot one with three dancers from, you know, a local dance company. Um, and then their dance instructor did a video that had 27,000 views in three days in our market. Um, so there's that. And the, the vlogging I was a little uncomfortable with, but I had top agents. And I'm a, I don't know if you know the name, uh, Tim Smith, Caldwell Banker, Newport Beach, California. Yeah. But definitely look him up. Uh, he does a just uh, unbelievable video stuff, and um, it's you'll you'll love it when you see it. I mean, the guy is incredible, but with a a California budget. So I said, well, if I could do that here on a <laughs> South Carolina budget, you know, he'll spend fifty thousand for a video. Insane. Yeah, I'm spending, you know, maybe 600 for a a video, 700 maybe, and then boosting it and all that. Um, But the the big thing, what I realized first when I started out with video, which was thanks to Tom Ferry and going to the summit, uh, hearing Tom speak in 2000, end of 2017. So in 2018, which was actually my best year, um, I said, okay, I'm, I'm doing video. And right away, I started seeing results from it. You know, properties were selling sight unseen, one of my first, due to the video and the pictures, I was getting name recognition. Um, I got really lucky and they were, they started off, they were horrible and they're, they're good now, but I think we get better and better with time. Um, but I, I love that's become my new way. My new direct mail is everything I do online just to promote what, what I do. Uh, the vlogs, you know, I was really uncomfortable, but a lot of top agents say, you've got to do this. It's a great way for people to get to know you. And I'd done a little where I put out bloopers of videos and people love that kind of stuff. And um, my first one went out, and I'm on 22 now, the week before my 20-year high school reunion. And I walked in, I didn't recognize anybody, I didn't know anybody's name, and a huge portion of the people there remembered me and connected with me because they saw the vlog that went out a few days prior. So I said, well, this is great. I mean, I've got, I've got to do this. And now, you know, my staff is in it. Philly, my driver is great. Um, she's in it as well. And she gets recognized all over the place. So th- there's something there with the driver. Um, there's a gentleman, uh, Cal Seaboth uh, out of Massachusetts, who um, did over 500 deals last year. Um, and he has a driver, uh, I think 11 admin staff um, and him. Two inside salespeople. Yeah. And he's a driver. He said it, it's been, it, it was the single best investment he's ever done. How do you feel about that for you? So I hired Philly, I want to say in 2017, I went to the president of our company and I said, I don't know how I'm going to grow because I just, I can't keep up and I'm driving, I'm distracted. I'm, you know, I, I, I remember the day where, I was going straight and the turn lane went green and I went straight across. I almost got in an accident. And she said, you have to hire a driver. And, you know, she had this big picture approach. She sees agents all over the country. And I was still just trying to figure out how to, how to do my area. 
And she, I, I said, that's re- it's ridiculous. People are going to think, you know, whatever. She, it's, it's for your safety. You've got to do it and watch what will happen to your production. And sure enough, um, you know, I'm working every, now things have changed. You know, I don't see Philly as much. A lot of what I do is virtual now. Um, we're completely opened up here with masks. Most people aren't following, doing what they should. Um, but I'm trying to do what I can virtually and I'm, so I'm not running appointments eight to 10 hours a day back and forth. Most of it's like this or on the phone. Um, but I saw a significant increase in my business just from having Philly. And also I would get home at five or six o'clock, walk in and not feel completely overwhelmed with everything I had to do. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. The stress levels as an individual agent um, when you're producing is, is really, really challenging. For sure, because you're all over the place, emotionally, spiritually, physically, driving everywhere, trying to put stuff together. Yeah. A phone call from home. Yep. When are you coming home? I can't come home. I got too much. I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that very much. Um, with um, the video that, that you're doing, are you still continuing to mail drop? No, not at all. Postcards. And even that. Postcards. Uh, right? Yeah, when COVID hit, I backed way off on that and doubled my investment in online marketing. And I've really, I'm big on tracking and measuring. I haven't, of course, I've seen a little bit in a reduction in the the leads I get off of direct mail, but through my BNI group, you know, this group of uh, business owners from around Columbia, and they're all seeing the same thing here, you know, less and less for big ticket things, less and less leads coming from direct mail. And, you know, I, I just don't think, I think it works. I've seen it work, but the leads I'm getting from my video and online and boosting in my local area is far more significant than I ever got from, from sending out a postcard. If you were an agent starting today, what would you do, Patrick? How would you climb to the top of the heap? So let's be honest, in my local market, so within a two-hour radius, we're over 65,000 agents. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Right? Yeah, like, I don't think we're that much. I, you know, a couple of thousand here in, in the Midlands of South Carolina. Now, we have 7 million people in that space. So it's a huge city center. I mean, I'm on the northern side of that. But if I go south two hours and you know, we're around that, how does one – like, would you go straight into video and Facebook lead gen and, and neighborhoods with poster codes and videos directed towards that neighborhood? Is that where you would go? I mean, I think keeping it simple and focusing on one or two things. You know, I, I now train a lot of agents and I, I help a lot of agents. I talk to agents all the time that are new and they say, okay, well, I'm going to do these 12 things. And I, you know, I tell them, stop, you know, that's not going to work because nobody can do 12 things at once. Nobody can take on what I've done for, you know, eight to 14 hours a day for six years and just make it all happen. It's, you know, it's steps. So I would say definitely I wish I would have gotten on video sooner. Yep. Um, and that's easy enough to do in the fact that it's easy to, to do. It's not easy to be good at it, but you get better at it as you go. And then those newsletters, I mean, you know, in our area, we can't touch the, the, the mailbox, but we have newspaper boxes and just very specific information, like you said, that, that gives them what they want. You know, they don't care about 
you know, your pie recipe or your, your crap. They just don't, they toss it. Um, but they're like anybody else. You think about what you keep in your own mail. You know, I've got people here at my house today cleaning my windows because they sent a great offer to clean my windows. You know, they gave me a great deal. So I'm trying to do that same thing. Um, so I, I would recommend that and video. I would just do those two things. And then of course that, that level of you've got to be around people you've, which has become even, even tougher now. Um, but you've got the more people you connect with, the more people that know you and like you, the more business you'll get. Uh, so now my focus has changed a lot. Um, I, I focus on, on connecting with people, producing more. I try not to get too bogged down on what I have and what's going on. I want to, I've got a support staff to help me get through all that. Um, but my, my job is to connect with people and, and just find more business. Yeah, you're the rainmaker. Yeah. During COVID, let's talk about COVID. Yeah. Uh, how did you keep your mindset in such a strong place considering the world was caving in? Literally, it felt like. I mean, I had moments of freak out. Absolutely. I mean, complete panic, you yeah. know, thinking, what am I, what am I going to do? I mean, I can hold on for a while, but you know, when you have AMC, this big movie company is, can, can keep themselves afloat for a couple of months. I mean, everybody's in that same position. You know, savings will run out. Bills will continue to be due. I mean, it's, it's scary. But I've had, um, you know, everybody faces challenges. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I've always had good mentors uh, that have helped me get the mindset of you've got to push through difficult times. And if you push through it, you know, everything works out 99.9% of the time. I try to keep, keep that in my mind. And I looked at it as an opportunity. You know, I, I looked at it as, okay, I expected the economy to crash and all this horrible to come from it, but look what came out of 2008. Some very successful companies, some very large companies took advantage grab market share. Right. And so that was my big focus is how can I get out there and, and be the agent that people call when they don't know what to do. And I did at least twice a week, these videos like this, where I just said, here's what's happening in our real estate market. This is what we're seeing. Here's the number of, of pending. Here's the number of closed sales. Here's what we're seeing the increase. These are the stats. And I, I mean, I had people calling me saying, you know, we were going to list with so-and-so, but so-and-so won't answer their phone and is hiding in a hole because of COVID. And that's, we saw this big shift of, of the, the top producers, you know, the most of them at the top remained at the top and a lot of them either unaffected or did more business than ever. But we saw a lot of agents that just kind of fell off. Um, and a, a good bit of them fell off for about a month, a month and a half, and then woke up and said, oh, no, like, got to do something here. So, you know, there's one, one group in town that just put out this really negative, here's what's going to happen in the market. We're all, you know, it's horrible right when COVID hit. And then, you know, a month and a half later, they're like, oh, business is great. You know, we're here to help buy and sell. And it was so we, we always kept strong that we were here to help people. We're here, here to give information. Here's how we're going to connect. This is our plan. And we're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And it worked. I mean, we, you know, at one point, um, uh, we had 70, 72 pending uh, sales. And now a lot of that is closed. 
um, but we're hovering around 50. So it's better than ever. Uh, and it, you're right. It, it was mindset. It absolutely was mindset. And a lot of red wine. And a lot of red wine. A they, lot of red wine, I'm, yeah. I'm coming down there. I have a, I have a friend who who lives down close to you, so maybe I'll have to make that trip when we're allowed Absolutely. to go order. Yeah. Um. Why? I don't want to take up too much time because I know you're really busy, and I really appreciate the time you're giving us. When you look at an agent, why don't they execute? Like, what is that reason? Like, like, like hearing you. Um. I mean, you're an extraordinary communicator. You're very honest. I get a great feeling when I'm speaking to you. Um, and so that is a superpower that you have. You have a great way of being. But then there's the execution of a business plan. Why don't people execute? I, I think what I see is they're worried about what the beginning stages look like to everybody else. That, that in most of our most real estate agents in our area, it's a second career. So it's a risk, it's a jump. And then they've got to put themselves out there. And most people are comfortable coming in the back door. You know, if I'm coming in the back door, grab two deals, and then oh, now I've got four. Okay, now I've got six closings a month. I'm ready to come out to everybody. Right. You know, it's, it really is, you've got to just say, screw everybody else. I'm going to, I know what to do. It's easy. I'm going to take the time to do it. I don't care what anybody thinks about me and just do it. Um, I think that's, that's what I see the most is people just getting in their head. I, a great agent from another company called me a couple of weeks ago and he's in a BNI group and so am I and a really, really solid agent. You were in the business and he said, we talked through all these ideas about 30 minutes. He said, so what can I do today? that will have some impact. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. I said, I want to see a video by the end of the day on your Facebook page. Did the video go up? No, didn't go up. So worried about what do the people think of us, right? And that was right away. His response was, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I did one and I didn't know what people would think and who cares? I mean, everybody knows what you look like, what you sound like. You're not, the, the people you're going to get business from there's a huge portion you haven't even connected with yet. How do you expect, especially in a, a world where we're all supposed to keep apart, to connect with them other than video? Video has become the new expected way to communicate. So now's time to take advantage of it. Yeah. I don't think there's any other good piece of advice that you can give. Like this is it right there. If they can get out of their head, and just communicate with people about what is actually happening in the marketplace, what they're seeing today, not what they think is going to happen, because quite frankly, yeah. with the Fed, with mortgage-backed securities, with the liquidity in the marketplace, we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. We're not that sophisticated. Yep. Even the Fed probably doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, nobody does. Right. So I think we can only report what we're seeing on the ground mm -hmm. and do the best job we can in communicating and then following up, creating that digital footprint inside someone's mind. Yeah. Right. Those are the people that I keep seeing. I keep seeing them. I keep seeing them. They're yeah. the people you chat with. And you're, it sounds so great. I can't wait to continue to watch you. And I do watch. I pay attention now to everyone that I spend time with. I make it a point every week to sit down and say, who did I communicate with this week? And I schedule to see what they're doing and how they're yeah. doing it and following up. And I can't wait to continue to watch you continue to climb and continue to go to those next levels. 
If I could ask you to leave our listeners with two or three key things that they need to be do to have what they want in the future, can you share with them just the last few tidbits? I'd say one thing we didn't talk about that I think is definitely worth mentioning is the follow-up and the, the real, the organ, how to organize yourself. And for me, you know, I can point to, you know, video or newsletters. These were key moments or hiring Philly, my driver or my staff member, my assistant. But the one, another key moment for me is when I figured out that, okay, not only do I need to have a CRM, but I need to live in it. Right. And when I started living in my CRM all day long, you know, it's, it's open. It's open right now. You know, I'll, I'm constantly taking notes, constantly looking at it. Um, that for me was another huge thing. And that's easy. You know, almost everybody has access to a free CRM through their company. I use contactually, but following up and following through that's, that's the, a, a huge part of it. So it's a combination of all these things, but you know, what's the number one complaint people have about real estate agents is they don't communicate. They don't follow up a list in my house. I hear it all the time. 17% of my business last year was taking over listings when other agents couldn't sell them. And most of those agents, you know, if I, I ask a lot of questions to my clients, you know, why did this happen? Why are we here? What happened during it? A lot of them, if it didn't sell in the, you know, it didn't sell in the first two weeks, they just, you know, for, forgot about them. And that's what they felt like. So I think, and that's the thing that takes a lot of time. And, and people, a lot of, a, a portion of agents get into real estate because they say, well, I want flexibility in my schedule. It doesn't exist. That's not true. If you want to be a successful real estate agent, this is a job where you have to work all day. You can't, you know, hide for two or three hours. It just doesn't work well. And that's the piece is that communicating all day long with people and following up, letting them know what's happening, especially right now when things are, are scary, still scary. Um, so, you know, I, I'd say that that's probably, if, if I had to mention one more thing that's had a big impact on me, that, that would be it. Um, do you spend some time in personal development on a daily basis? I watch a ton of YouTube. You know, I'm constantly listening. I'm obsessed with Tom Ferry and all his agents. And, you know, I follow all that. Um, Tom's had a huge impact on me. I got an opportunity to meet him uh, last year, I think at the summit, spend some, some time talking with him. Uh, it's, uh, most of that, you know, I'm constantly listening to stuff. I do, you know, I, I wish I had time to read more than I do. I, I own a lot of books. I grab a little bit out of it. You know, I'll read a couple of pages and flip through. And I think that's one of Tom's method is, you know, never read a whole book, you know, read until you get something out of it and then put it down and go to the next. Um, and then I, I spent a lot of time look, watching what other agents are doing in other markets and pulling what I like the most out of, out of what they're doing and applying it here. Um, so, you know, that's, there's no time for anything else. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't, you know, I have people say to me, Oh, it's, you know, it looks so amazing. The videos that you guys produce, it's so sexy. I'm like, <laughs> it's insane some days. Right. And yeah. especially, you know, someone like you who are producing at that level, um, 
to take uh, 40 minutes with me is an outstanding opportunity and an extreme amount of time for, for you. So I, I'm happy to do it. Happy to, I hope it helps somebody, somebody get something good out of it and you know, it has an impact on them. I know hundred percent it will. A hundred percent it will. And, and you've impacted me and um, I know exactly some things that I will add into my own world, my own business. And I know for sure, I know for sure that you've added value to people. So I really appreciate you. Good luck for the rest of the year. It will be a very interesting year for all of us um, globally, North America-wise. And uh, if there's anything we can ever do to serve you in the future, let us know. Last but not least, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, who's listened to this podcast, how do they reach out to you? Uh, ThePatrickOConnorTeam.com. And we service all the Midlands of South Carolina. And then if you're looking, I've had a lot of people calling me about Charleston and the coast. You're looking somewhere over there. I've got great uh, partners out that way as well. I can help anybody who's in my way. Awesome. True professional. Thank you so much, Patch. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.